The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk With No Politics Okay, coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. And before we get into today's topic, here is a message from our sponsor. It's Halloween. Oh, you don't want to be chicken on Halloween. You don't want to be a scaredy cat either. What's coming up at McDonald's this Halloween? Coolish, ghoulish McNugget Buddies with costumes you can rearrange, plus masks to give your face a change. You get one in each Happy Meal you buy. Now that's handy. All right, so it is Halloween time. We all know that. It is October, and it's movie, but not movie review. So if it's movies, but not a movie review, the man I go to for everything that is not the movie review, because that's what Jack and Barley, but if we're going to talk movies, I got to, I always give Bryce Benjamin a message right there. So he is back. How you doing, Bryce? What is happening? Back in the building, doing my thriller dance. Anytime it's Halloween, you got to, you got to put on thriller and you got to at least try to dance. So that's what I'm here to do right now. While we talk about movies, I will be continuously doing a thriller dance in the background. And um, yeah, you know, that's what that's what it's all about, man. But yeah, thanks for having me on again, bro. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to talking some uh, some scary movies with you here, man. Halloween time. And um, I think this is going to be a, a really fun episode. Are you a big fan of Halloween? Um, I want to say I'm the, the, the biggest fan, but I do enjoy um halloween time i do enjoy this time of year mainly mainly for the the weather um and then um this is like basically the vibes like the fall vibes and then halloween just kind of fits in perfectly with that because like my, my you know my thing is like halloween is a like october and halloween in general is like the the a nice little taste of of fall and brings it in nicely all the way you know through november through yeah. november and through thanksgiving and whatnot so i do enjoy halloween it's like a nice little precursor for me for uh, for autumn i just i was just wondering because i'm not I'm not the biggest fan too much of holiday <laughs> too much this is what i call the start of the crazy season as a father uh-huh. the crazy the the as the as the year winds down and you get into the Halloweens and you get into Christmas and all that stuff, the kids get a little bit more crazier and crazier. So this is the beginning of the crazy time for me. So yeah, trying to get, yeah, yeah. Especially when they start getting hopped up on candy and whatnot. Right. Yeah. But you can't <laughs> you buy, start introducing that sugar. I, I can't buy candy too early. Cause my youngest son, he, he hides it. He, or if we hide it, he finds it. Uh, kid. Yeah, the one year after we got done trick or treating, he was just wearing a pair of underwear, and I'm like, "You can't take candy in your room. You've had enough candy." And I literally had to like pat the kid down, 
And all of a sudden, there's like a package of Skittles that fell out of his underwear. And I'm like, come on, dude. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to find it. And I was like, well. Inspired by, inspired by Tommy Pickles, huh? Oh, yeah. Right in, the, right, in the, right in the underwear. There's a little bag of Skittles. And then he's a big fan of Marshawn Lynn. So he's like, well, I need my power pellets. I was like, it's bedtime. You don't need any power. <laughs> power pellets. I like that. <laughs> Oh, man. That's funny. So we are talking horror movies. Horror movies. And what are some of your favorite horror movies and what makes them so great to you? So growing up, like, first of all, when it comes to horror movies, it's really more of like a nostalgia thing for me. Because that's basically, as a kid, is where I got majority of my 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 horror fix you know you kind of grown up you're curious about different things um and you kind of get naturally drawn to that mm-hmm. so my era growing up in the 90s um i watched a lot of chucky uh child's play you know that that definitely probably that's definitely top five for me the the child's play series um Jason, or well, I should say Friday the 13th, you know, just like the classics in general, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, like all the classics, those are all going to be there. But for some odd reason, the the horror franchise that kind of like just stuck with me, and I mean, not even going to lie, is, is definitely my favorite. I mean, I can't even cap. It's going to be Scream. It's going to be the Scream movies. Um, Scream 1, 2, and 3. That Scream is probably the first horror movie series that like I actually like you know liked like like I need to see part one I need to see part two I need to see part three in theaters back to back to back you know what I'm saying and it still has like a like a nostalgia factor to me where I can go back and watch those movies like you know I'm 39 I can go back 20 years from now go back and watch those movies hopefully when I have kids or whatnot and be like yo this was what I was watching when I was a kid and this is what I was enjoying as a child and whatnot. And this is, you know, what I got drawn to. So I don't know what it is. Scream is just holds a special place in my heart. Maybe because like that was also like the generic, the generic costume in second and third grade. Every kid was, a, was either Scream or a Jedi <laughs> during that point in time. So yeah, man, shout out, shout out to Scream, man. That's, that's it for me. Um, shout out to, uh, to the Scream series, I should say. Um, how about yourself, though, Andrew? What about you, man? What What are your movies, um, your horror movies that you typically go to? I'm going to tell you right now, as a kid, I shied away from any horror movie there ever was. Uh, my earliest remember memory of any horror movie, I believe it was either Friday the 13th or Halloween. I just remember a guy in a white mask. My dad was huge into horror movies. So I would watch them with him until it got too crazy. And then I would leave the room and I would run. And, you know, my mom and my brother would tell me I'd run into like where they were at because they didn't like them either. And they'd be like, oh, this guy's coming. This guy's coming. And then I would like wait for the things to end. And then I'd hop back in there and watch the movie with them. But I wasn't too big. Like that stuff freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. But the big ones were Freddy or, you know, Friday Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th were like the top two when I was growing up. Kind yeah. Of like you mentioned when you mentioned Scream, every kid was either a Jedi or, or the or the Scream character. If you were gonna do anything 
scary for Halloween, uh, you were going to go as Jason or you were going to go as Freddy. And that's what yeah. the top two. And my aunt used to freak me out all the time because when she would babysit us, I don't know if you, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street 3 or so. They sing that Freddy song, the one, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, so, four, all right, my bad, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. So that's what she would sing to us, like on a daily basis, and even at oh, night. Boy. So she would babysit oh, us, and I was like, "Sing us a song," and then she'd be like, "One, two, Freddy's coming for you," and I was like, Man. "Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this." But she's she's thirteen <laughs> years older than me, so she was more of like big sister category than like right. So that's why right. did, that's why she did that. That makes sense. But those were those were the guys. And then as I got older, uh, and I met my friend Dave in the fourth grade, we would watch Halloween. That was mm-hmm. our big thing. And he had them all because being a kid from back then, I'm pretty sure you you're part of this generation. You read the movie from Blockbuster. You put mm-hmm. it in the whole head of VCR. VCR records it. You keep the movie. You return the movie back to Blockbuster. Next, you know you got yes, one. So he had all of them. I think this is all the way up to Halloween H two O. So we would watch it. And this is another little funny story too. So we get to Halloween three, and every year he would skip it. And I'm like, how come we don't ever watch Halloween three? He's like, because you're not. And it, it was so funny because he looked at me like he was my father and be like, you're not allowed to watch it. No, nobody should watch that. It's horrible. Yeah. Mike Myers is not even in it. Mike Myers is not even in it. Or Michael Myers is not even in it. It's horrible. Don't even watch it. And then finally I watched it and it was with the shamrock mask. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't think I've seen Halloween 3, like the original Halloween, right? Yeah, because it wasn't supposed to be, come and find out later, Halloween wasn't supposed to be just about Michael Myers. It was supposed to be like a different story for every Halloween movie. And this one was, um, if you take away Halloween from it, like what you picture from a Halloween movie with Michael Myers, it's really, yeah. not, it's really not that bad. Some of the special effects probably haven't aged very well, but what right. it is, it's like, it's this company and they make these Halloween masks and it's like uh, the Shamrock company. I haven't seen it in years. And the kids will wear it. You put on the mask. And then a television commercial will come on and then all of a sudden like the mask would like mold to your face and you'd become oh okay i don't know if you've actually if you actually ever seen it there would be like a pumpkin or a witch and they would or mask and then all of a sudden they would like kill their family or something of that like that okay so basically like the company was the evil they created they basically make it like an army of 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 psychopathic slashers pretty much and they all like the, like the joint the the, congr- the the whole group is is the Michael Myers entity is pretty much what they was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, no, because this was supposed to be something completely different from Michael Myers completely. Got you. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like the creator of it, because it's called Season of the Witch. Okay. And it's supposed to be like completely nothing to do with it, and then they realize that it sucked. So and a lot of people hate it because of it. Okay. And they were like, let's just bring back Michael Myers. We 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 got a good thing with this guy. We're yeah, not let's not ruin him. a good thing. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. It was like the sh- yeah, Shamrock, Silver Shamrock. And I'm behind every mask had like this little 
medallion with the silver shamrock on there. And that was like the big, like, I wasn't allowed to watch it, but then I watched it. And I was like, this is really, <laughs> this is really good if, if it didn't have the Halloween name on it. Kind of like Super Mario Brothers, that movie. If you don't think of it yeah. as a Mario Brothers movie and think of like some weird post-apocalyptic um, two-dimension type thing, it's really not too bad. But because you put the Super Mario Brothers name on it, you're like, this is yeah. Cool. Like the expectations doesn't doesn't meet the title doesn't yeah. meet the beat. See, okay, yeah, I follow it'd, you there. It'd be like if you put Hunt's ketchup in a Heinz bottle. You know, you know something's weird. <laughs> okay? I got you. I got you. you do, or, or like, uh, uh, if if your parents ever try to do put the cheap cereal into the good cereal box or anything of that, yeah. Nature. That's how and this you just know. Is. Yeah, you just know. Like I know, I know this isn't Fruit Loops. This is Fruity yeah. Hoops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or ma- Magic Stars instead of Lucky Charms or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if it I was, got if, you. If they were like, "Yo, this is just Magic Magic Stars," you'd be like, "Okay, I'm a little upset yeah. that it's not Lucky Charms." But that's how I feel about. I want to accept movie. what you give me. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get you. I get you. All right, so that's it. Yeah, how? So I had, actually had a question about about that for you. Um, so so back then, you know, when in your childhood, you said that the two big ones was uh was um Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street. Where did Halloween fall in um after them? Or would you say like like the Michael Myers series was third after them, or or how would you how would you rank that? Yeah, I would kind of put them a third because I'm like looking at like what ranker has is the top 100 trying to kind of remember things but those were like the big two because they had they had the toys i remember there's a big problem with matchbox with the freddy with the freddy toy they try to do tv series of nightmare on elm street they try to do i think a tv series of friday the 13th and those were kind of like the big ones and then later on uh he, he didn't hit it as big but like the one if your parents actually let you watch it was was it with pennywise but nobody dressed mm. up as pennywise but i remember it being something like in the in like the early 90s because it was a tv mini series and by that time mm-hmm. it was on it was like you got to go to bed you know you're done watching you're growing yeah all that stuff and you're 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 going you're going to bed so that was kind of like kind of like the secret one and like the cool kids were watching that like hey my parents let me stay up late and watch this so i didn't watch it until i was probably 13 years 13 years old so probably about two or three years after it came out but that yeah. movie, that movie messed me up that movie messed me up because once again my friend dave my friend dave loves horror love right it. He's that kid that laughs. Like, I'm surprised he's not a serial killer. If there's ever a serial killer going around, that's a red flag. Western New York, yeah. Like he would laugh at the stuff, and I'm sitting there like, oh, what am I watching? And he would be like, oh, let's rewind this. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Let's just get this movie over with. Like, can we watch like an action movie or a comedy? So he's the one that my horror. My my, what I know of horror as, as going into my teenage years and adolescent years were from him. So as I'm sitting and cowering in the corner, going, "When is this over?" He's like, "Oh, you gotta check this out again." So we watched it, 
and we watched it all the way through. And then I spent the night at my grandparents' house. It was me and my cousins. And they had like the old kind of like firing up furnace, almost not quite home alone style, but in that manner. And I heard that thing fire up in the middle of the night and it woke me up. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like, it's Pennywise. He's coming, he's coming for me. He's coming for me. He's coming for me. And now my kids watched it and they're like, you were scared of this. I'm like, listen, that special effects of 1990 was like crazy. Okay. Yeah. It was crazy. So that yeah, was, it's, it's, it's a different, it's, it's a different uh, environment that they weren't there for, you know, it's, you know that's just, I get it now. Like I get it when a lot of times, like you know, I got like an aunt or an uncle telling me about something that they used to watch when they was a kid, and like you know, obviously we're not gonna feel the same way that they felt because they were the first ones to experience that. You know what I mean? Like they, like let's say the first time. Like, could you imagine the reaction, um, in the in the freaking movie theater when uh freaking uh Freddy Krueger first popped up on the screen and he's killing somebody in a dream? You know, like, yo, for, like the Nightmare on Elm Street, that's, you, we talking about like movies that messed you up. Oh, yeah. It, it took it to like my, my, my good adult years for me to, or adult teenage years, I should say. So like 16, 17, 18, before it's like, yo, all right, I'm, you know, all right, Freddy's not real. Freddy, like, I, I know he's not going to get me because <laughs> like that concept of you go to sleep and you die in your, in your, in your sleep, in your dreams. Like that, that's like who comes up with that? Like that's a crazy concept to come up with and put on the big screen, man. I can't remember which one it was, but my first scene that I ever saw in any of those movies, like Out Nightmare on Elm Street, because my aunt watched them, you know, and I thought she was maybe watching The Breakfast Club, but obviously she wasn't. And I remember some guy running down the street, knocking over garbage can or in an alley. In the middle of the night, I think he got him then. And the other one is like my first kind of like naked woman on TV from these things. And all of a sudden you're watching it and then he picks her up out of the bed and she's spinning in the air and he's just cutting her up. So you don't even see him, but you just see this girl spinning in the air and then she's starting to get cuts. And I'm like, I, I don't want anything to do with this stuff. But we knew but everybody knew who he was even if you didn't yeah. watch the movie another one was hellraiser everybody knew who pinhead was mm. not too, like another one no not too many kids dressed up as or anything but you knew what hellraiser was and hellraiser was another one of like those horror movies as a kid that people would talk about but you had to be like able to watch it i've never i don't think i've really ever watched it and if i did I remember, I can't, I don't think it was the first one and some girl got like her skin just ripped right off of her body. And I'm like, what is this? And I just, oh, wow. and I, I left after that. Oh, I was, man. I was, I, I was gone. I was out. I don't want anything to do with that. I've never seen Hellraiser, but again, like you said, it's one of those things that you kind of just know a lot of these iconic figures. Like you mentioned Hellraiser. Yeah, you showed me the character. Oh, yeah, that's Pinhead. But um, another one for me uh, in particular that still holds a special place in my heart, I mentioned earlier, is the, the Child's Play series, um, you know, with Chucky. And here, let me, just to give you a little background here. So when I was a kid, um, my mother bought me um, 
a my uh, a my little buddy uh, Man, actual lucky. doll. You're lucky. I was wanting <laughs> one of those. Yo, listen, listen, listen. It messed me up, bro. He he. So I, you know, I had the toy, and this is before I seen Chucky. And you know, we rocking with the homie. It's a little black doll. That cool, right? And then I seen Chucky for the first time. So this is like 1994, 1995. I'm about three, four years old. I seen Child's Play for the first time. And then that doll never seen the light of day from that day forward. Like I used to bury him into my treasure chest, uh, uh, my uh, toy chest. And I swear, like, it, it, you know, I'm in my bedroom and I can't go to sleep at night because I'm thinking that my little buddy, a.k.a. Chucky, is just going to wake up and try to murder me in my sleep as a, as a little kid. So, And I got bunk beds as a kid as well. So now I'm sleeping on the top bunk instead of usually on the bottom bunk. You know what I'm saying? I got, like, my flashlight in my hand. I got My mom had to buy me a nightlight. Like, Chucky, I, I can't tell you how many times I pissed the bed messing around thinking that Chucky's going to get me as a kid, bro. Um, yeah, like, I mentioned Freddy, how Freddy messed me up, but Chucky... As a kid, he traumatized me. That that movie absolutely traumatized me. It, and um, I'll never forget that. Like having the doll with it, like that was the main thing is I, I had the actual doll. Like I had a, a My Little Buddy doll right there in my room. And it's like, ah. I love My Buddy. I always wanted one of those. My Buddy, My Buddy and me. And then the <laughs> kid, kid sister for the girls. Man. I'm, 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 I'm mad I had it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I gave it away. After that movie, like, my little buddy did not last long in my household. I had, because I never saw the first one, but I lived in the, I lived in the cheater box age. And so that was the other way that I watched movies that didn't have to go to Blockbuster. And Child's Play 2 would play constantly. And I don't know why, but I watched it. Constantly. Mm-hmm. And this was probably the first one I watched constantly. But then I started getting nightmares. And I had a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Chucky was chasing me through a bar one time. Like he was running on top of the bar and I was like yeah. alongside the bar. And it was, I couldn't do that. And then my, my parents were divorced. So my mom called up my dad and was like, listen, if he's at your house and he's watching TV, make sure he's not watching any of this stuff. Because and it wasn't even... I don't even think it was the fact that I was having nightmares. It, it was a little bit, but it was the fact too that I was having nightmares, waking up, and then I wake her up, and then she'd have to go to work the next morning. Yeah. So she's yeah. like, "I gotta sleep," and he can't watch this stuff if he can't sleep through the night. So after that, I got—I I think it was probably one of the first times in my life that I was actually monitored in what I watched on TV because normally it was just yeah. like, "Hey, you want to go check this out?" Watching the guy explode in Rambo with a, you know. The, the grenade <laughs> the, the one that messed me up the most and I won't even go near I won't even I don't even really like to talk about it is The Exorcist this is another one of those Dave Ooh, man tell me about it this is one of those friend Dave moments where he's like you gotta watch this and I grew up pretty much going to church every Sunday vacation bible school um i wouldn't say like i was like well you heard my childhood we weren't like deeply religious where you can't do this can't do this but right you know i knew the devil was bad 
God was good. Okay. Right. Don't mess with the devil side. And then I watched this and oh my goodness. I was like, am I getting possessed? I, I don't want to get possessed. I don't want to do this. I, I, yeah, that, that, uh, the exorcist, oh, man, um, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that one. Yeah. Like, like when the, when the chick just turns her head all the way around, like, I'm like, oh my God, what is, oh, and then they start throwing up the girl. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Any of those, any of those like religious satanic type of movies, any like exorcist or the conjuring, like any of those joints, man, like I'm never going to lie. Those are probably like my least enjoyable horror movies to watch just because like, I'm just like, I can't look like, I, I don't want to look at it. I'm screaming the whole time. Like everybody, like, it's like just this body dysmorphia. Like they're able to just like pop their joints out and just distort their bodies in all different types of ways and whatnot, man. Oh, man. Yo, I got a story for you, actually, if you know, if you got like a couple of seconds. Yeah, no, go for it. So um, have you ever been to the haunted house, um, haunted catacombs in Buffalo? Yeah. Okay. So they actually closed down. So, you know, they won't be back anymore, but so shout out to haunted catacombs, but um, the first time I ever went, it was me and my girlfriend. Um, they have like the, the six different houses, right? Um, so, you know, we go in and the first one we're doing is set in like, uh, like a, a creepy Catholic, uh, goth style church where, you know, you walk in, they playing like the, the, the Santanic, um, you know, the, the, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that halo type satanic music you so you're hearing that the whole time you're walking through and i would never forget like the first uh uh scary actor that we walked into they did the exorcist thing where they basically are like bent over backwards doing a crab walk got their head like tilted down i'm like oh my goodness that that experience right there bro and then we had another dude like we walked around the corner he had like the dreads and he just started shaking. He looked like a giant spider. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they did it on this one. That that reminds me of so much of the exorcist. And I'm like, yo, this, yeah, that stuff creeps me out. That stuff creeps me all the way out, bro. Like, I'm, I'm good on those ones. I'm not going to get into <laughs> it because I try and keep it a little bit PG-13 on the show. But I just remember the part, what she did with the crucifix. And, mm. what said, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the first season of American Horror Story, and then they started talking about the end. Like I'm not overly religious. I don't go to church every Sunday, but I do believe in God. I gotta go. I gotta go that route. But once I heard about the Antichrist and some things, I'm like, I'm out. I just yeah. I just like I'm out. I'm gonna go watch something. Yeah. Different. I don't. I do not like you. I do not mess with those type of horror movies. What was the other one? Uh, it came out. The Diary of Emily Rose. Yes, that was like the uh, the prequel, right? I think so, or something. But I was like, nope. Yeah, can't do it. I never watched it, but I remember that. I think that was the prequel to the the Exorcist. But it came out like in like that came out like what like the early two thousands, I believe, early. right or late two thousands. Uh, I'm not even sure. My my years back then are kind of messed up. Uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, I remember seeing the previews for it and everything. I haven't seen it, but I do feel like that's one of those movies that I still, I'm like, I gotta see. 
like I still should watch it just because just to keep it all congruent, you know? Yeah, it's it's the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew it was something. What year did it come out? Uh figure that out now. IMDB, do you got anything? Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, the exorcism yep. of Emily Rose. And I remember in the yeah. park, it freaked me out in that one because my wife likes to watch this stuff. It, oh, it came out in 2005, so. Okay, yep. And the part that freaked me out the most is when um, they're interviewing the priest. And he was like, I woke up at 3 a.m. until this day. I'm like, if I wake up at 3 a.m., I'm like, I'm laying in bed. I'm not doing this. And, <laughs> and he talks about he's walking through and he sees this shadowy figure and it looks at him and it looks at him and just this was kind of like my funny part in it but it was also kind of cool he's like i saw the shadowy figure and he looked at me and i looked at him and it was like the devil letting me know that it was game on and i'm like <laughs> and that was like the one part where i was like okay we could have thought of something a little bit better to freak right. out, but the rest of it freaked me out <laughs> That one, that one had me like, come on. And then all of a sudden something weird happened. And I'm like, nope, not deal, not dealing with this. Another good one. Uh, do you, when you watch like Alien or Aliens, have you ever seen any of those? Because those are actually yeah. considered horror. Okay. So I can, I can see how those would be considered horror. Um, same thing with like Predator, right? Like, I could see how they would consider, like, Predator, like, a horror action, uh, alien, same thing. I always kind of put those in a category of, like, like thriller, um, action thriller. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. A- alien more so horror. I could definitely see Alien as more so of, like, a, a like an actual alien horror movie, more so than Predator. That's more of, like, an action movie, I would say. But, um, yeah, shout out to the original Alien. That's always a classic. Like that's always that's always just like a that's a pure classic that it kind of just it, it never grows old. Like you know you, the effects are still like you know they, you you know in the movie that came out, but it's still just one of those things. It's a good story, it's good action, and the effects still hold up to this day for the most part. I forgot about another great little franchise that people don't talk about that that people reference, but I don't know if everybody ever seen the movie is Children of the Corn. Man, so you know what. I'm kind of glad you kind of brought this up because you like horror movies throughout the eras, they have a different sense and they have a different tone, right? Yeah. So you watch 80s, you watch 80s horror movies. It's gore. Right. So it's, a lot of it is relied on gore, but it's it's a it's a good story, and then the gore comes second. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the story always comes first, and then the gore came second. The 90s, it became more of like a balance where it was more gore than uh, it was more gore and then less about the story, but it was more like an equal balance. And then now, like nowadays, like so I'll say from like 2000, about 2005 and like to this day, like horror movies, it seems like they just kind of just cut out like trying to make a good story, like a good captivating story. And that's kind of why. I, you know, kind of uh, tend to lean away from horror movies nowadays. It's just because it's just all blood and guts and gore. And, you know, that's cool. And like, you know, the things that they could do with the special effects, that's all awesome and whatnot. But there's no, like, original stories no more. There's no, there's no like, something that's going to keep me engaged in, like, a certain character or a certain aspect of what's going on with it. 
Um, and it seemed like, like the writing has gotten lazy nowadays with the story writing. And now it's just relied upon like special effects is the only thing that they care about. Yeah. Or is that just me? No, I could see that because I think you could do it. I, I think another one that will, one that is from the 90s and had everybody go and, and was more relied on story than anything else. I don't think there's any like major, no, I don't, there isn't any major gore, but you could consider definitely a horror, kind of a horror movie, or I don't know, as I used to call them as a kid, scary movies. Uh, the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just all story. Yeah. And w- when you get to the end, you're kind of pissed off, but the way that they, <laughs> that's definitely, uh, that's definitely like a fishing story. Like they're reeling you in all the way through. Yeah. You get to the end and you're like, really? This is what you're giving me. This is what you're giving me. That's one of those movies where it, it's like a mind. It's like a mind. Um, they basically just like playing with your mind the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoy those type of movies. There, as long as you can land it, as long because it's hard to land that plane. Yeah. Like we just mess with your mind the whole time. We mess with your mind the whole time, and then a lot of times it's just like we just destroy the plane. Like you know what? We couldn't land it smoothly. We couldn't bring you into a smooth landing to finish it off to give you a satisfying ending. Um, so it does suck when a lot of times that, that happens. One movie I'll tell you that didn't do that for me, that probably um, this still holds weight in terms of like new age. When I say new age movies, I like to think like anything past like 2000, like 2005 and beyond. So more of like the newer millennium movies. Have you ever seen uh, Dead Silence? Yo, don't even talk about that one. <laughs> There will be times where I will literally, because if like my kids are upstairs and I'm not hearing anything, I will drop a pen or I will like slap the couch. If it's, <laughs> if, if, that, if I think about that movie and it gets in my head, that movie was, it, it, so probably some people you're like that. It was a stupid movie, but it was mm-hmm. so it was so good the story like i didn't picture any of the stuff that was going on the like the ending i was like yes oh. yes that that andrew that movie right there to me is is still the epitome of horror movies um when it comes to horror movies um like the newer age horror movies like i you know how i stated that yeah. one there is still number one um I will not in watch. terms of like everything originality story the right amount of gore and then the ending like the ending was so perfect yeah the ending was so perfect never seen it coming never seen it never suspected it never seen it coming complete just complete mind like i'm like yo they did such an excellent job with that movie i gotta you know if you haven't seen this movie by now i'm sorry spoiler alert but, but it, like the like the way it starts off with the like the like the doll being delivered, I haven't yeah. seen it in such a long time. I got like me and my girl, we gotta watch it. Like the doll being delivered, and then the, like that's how the, the killer gets around is like through her. She lives through her uh, ventriloquist dolls. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yo, that is such a crazy concept. Like they took like basically like Chucky, and they just like expanded like tenfold on that. The the poem. The little poem, the beware the yes. of Mary Shaw. She had no children, Ooh. only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never ever scream, or she'll rip your tongue out <laughs> from the scene. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bro, I remember the first time I watched that movie, I started to watch it at night. And then by about 15 minutes into the movie, I couldn't do it. I had to pause it, wait till the next day, and wait and, and finish that movie in the morning. That's how scary that movie was was for me, bro. Like a newer new age one when you're talking about it, that was kind of cool that I watched because I don't like seek these out. But if I do see something that's cool, like a quiet place or something of that nature, but one was um if you ever seen the haunting in Connecticut. That's oh, I have not. Yeah. I have, I've heard about it though. That one's good. Yeah, it, it's it's got a lot of it's got a good story, like you said, like a twist, like okay. a little twist. Um, because like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, and stuff like that, and Halloween. When they try and do the twist, it's not the same. It's I think that was another thing that kind of got with it is it was just constantly over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Thing where this one's got like one of those good twists like dead silence where yeah. it's, it, it's the horror movie it's spooky it's scary but yet it's got like a twist what you think is going on is not really what's going on i like that yeah that was probably the last probably the last one that i watched that was like really really into like i liked a quiet place i don't i didn't watch a quiet place too all the way but those were kind of i don't now I'm at the point where I don't I don't want to say I don't scare easily, but stuff doesn't mm. freak me out. Like Dead Silence freaked me out. That was yeah, probably the last too. one that was I was I was like, we're we we need to have to keep some lights on tonight. <laughs> but that was the one that that was the one that got me and I was an adult. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That was Yeah, man. I would tell you this is. I was gonna say. I was gonna uh, ask you this as well. Um, have you? So when I was making my point about how a lot of these movies is just like a lot of gore. Like, have you ever seen? Um, I think it's called like the Green Inferno or like uh, um, Inferno something. Like, no. I think it's the Green Inferno. But no. basically, the premise of the movie is that it's like a bunch of like college kids. They go on like a trip to like like Central America. Um, they basically get captured by uh, like a, a local tribe, and then um, that local tribe is cannibals. So basically, oh. like they're just killing these kids off and like just like eating them and then serving them, serving like their friends to each other and whatnot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's it's one of those movies where like I'm watching it, and I'm like, like it's just disgusting. Like it's just gross to watch. I'm like, what? Is, like, is is not no story to it. It's not no, it's not a, it's not like a, like, it's not engaging me or anything like that. There's no engaging dialogue or nothing there. It's just a lot of like, basically just relying on people eating people. <laughs> yeah, see, that's not. Okay, see, I just, I just see, that's not one. Here's another good one that has a good story to it. I've never seen the remake. I think I'm gonna, I want to ask you about remakes at the end of this, but. I, I didn't see the remake, but one cheater box classic that I used to watch, uh, probably shouldn't have, was Flatliners. Have you ever seen or know the premises of Flatliners? Mm-mm, I never even heard of Flatliners. Okay, this was, it's got a good cast, like Keith Sutherland's in it, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts. Watch the one from 1990. Don't watch that newer one. Okay. Uh, 
Oliver Platt, like there's some good William Baldwin before he became like a weird Baldwin is in there as well. And what I remember from it, like I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but it lasts the, what it lasts the impression on me is these people would pretty much kill themselves like flatline to try and bring themselves back. And while they're dead, they would experience like something traumatic that happened in their lives. And then they would almost try and like fix it later on. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they would, they would realize what it was and they would try to fix it. Like not to spoil it too much. Like the one was this kid bullied this boy all the time. And then the kid, ended up dying spoiler on this one the kid ended up dying that they bullied so when he would flatline himself he would uh experience that kid all over again like he would almost like haunt him but then all of a sudden he made it right not so much going in the past but in like that dream state like he made it he made it right and then the kid kind of like let him go and then he had closure and then everybody had closure kind of at the end of it like something good happened I haven't seen it probably since 1990, but that was like a last impression on me that I can remember that part. But pretty much what they do is they put themselves under, they experience all this trauma. And then when they start, I think at a certain point, then they like use defibrillators and stuff like that to bring them back to life. But it was a really good movie. I'm sure it was horror, but I looked it up and it said it was a horror movie. So Okay, that do sounds interesting. I got to check that one out. So I got a, I got a, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, like when it comes to horror genres, um, a lot of the originality it really isn't there anymore. You know, like a lot of the ideas have seemed to um, come. They seem to come and go, and now it just seems like there's just a lot of remakes of yeah. of old classic movies. So the question I pose to you. Which are your favorite remakes of the classics? Like, do you like the remakes of the Friday the 13th series? Do you like the remake of, like, the newer remakes of the Halloween series? Um, how they did the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, you know, about eight, ten, eight to ten years ago. Um, what has been your favorite of the, of, the, of the remakes of the original classics? I have not watched any of them. I can no? Tell. No, I, I, won't, I won't do it. It's yeah. I'm just now getting into where I can actually sit down and watch a remake of something like, Mm -hmm. like he man, the masters of the universe thing just kind of got remade on Netflix. So I watched that and I got to kind of get into that mindset because it's such a nostalgic factor. Yeah. The way that people say certain things don't haven't taste right since a, since a certain year. I don't know if you've ever heard somebody say that to you where they're like, they're like, hey, this hasn't tasted right since I was a kid, and now all of a sudden, and I think that's the way it was. Is those guys were so impactful, and then you show us a different version of it, where yeah, better special effects and stuff of that nature, and also what we talked about before. It's a laziness in Hollywood. If you can yeah. get a character, if you can get a character, market that character, and keep on marketing and marketing them, and then all of a sudden be like, well, this is the newer version of them right it, it's going to be kind of weird it's it's a new coke coca-cola classic type deal when it comes to me for that stuff yeah so i feel you i feel you if i was going to watch one that does intrigue me and i do own a copy of it because my dad had it was uh 
I would watch the Rob Zombie Halloween. Yes, yes, yes. That Rob Zombie's Halloween is, is, is excellent. Okay. That would be yeah. only one out of all those remakes I would watch. Yeah, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, actually, you know what? That's my first introduction into Halloween, um, like an actual Halloween movie. Um, the first one I watched fully through. Because as a kid growing up, I seen Michael Myers, but I never watched the movie from start to finish. At least I don't remember doing so. But uh, yeah, the Michael Myers, or excuse me, the Rob Zombie Michael Myers movie, that one, um, he did an excellent job with that. He followed the story. He changed up a little bit about it. You know what I mean? Like he kind of put his own wrinkle to it. He had the one dude in there, my man, Mike Grizzly. You know, everybody knows the line. Shout out to Mike Grizzly if you've seen the movie. Um, Yeah, he did an awesome job. But I'll also say that with the newer Halloween movies, um, I'm not sure if you've seen the most recent Halloween movie. I think it came out in, what, 2018, 2019? I haven't. That one was that one was pretty solid. It was, That one was, was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That one was really good. And I'm looking forward to this next one that's coming out um, the next couple of weeks as well. Um, Halloween Part 2. That's coming out in October. That one looks pretty good as well. Last, Hall- um, last Halloween movie I watched was in the theaters. And it was, I can't even remember which one it was. It was the one with Buster Rhymes. That's uh, H2O. <laughs> no, that's not H2O. No, H2O was the one with... No, 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 not H2O. Um, Which one is it? Resur- no, is it Resurrection? It's got to be Resurrection. I think it is. I think it is yeah. Resurrection. It is Resurrection. Okay, so that was the last one I watched where it was like... Yeah, Buster Rise beat up Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, because it was one of the best movies experience that I ever had. It would Yeah. There's people in the back in the back of me were like, "You ain't gonna do that to Buster. Buster's gonna get you." And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he, uh, Michael Myers kills him or something like that. And they're like, "Oh shit, he got Buster." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, he's gonna get him." He's but Buster at least fought. He he went down fighting, man. Buster was there. You can't just <laughs> let Buster Rhymes die, though. I mean, that right. was a weird one. Yeah, because Tyra Banks was in it, and the yeah, because this was when MTV's Fear was big. I don't know if you remember that. No, it does sound familiar. It was pretty much like I think they, I don't know if they based the movie on this or MTV based fear on the movie, but they would put on like gear and they would go to like a haunted place and it'd be like four people that don't even know each other. And they would put on these like ghost hunting gear and it yeah. would, and they would have a camera facing them and a camera facing out. And they're like, okay, do this task of go lay in the morgue and put yourself in a drawer. And you sit there and you could earn money if you did the task. Oh, Lord. Go do this. Go do that. Or one person had to put himself in a coffin and then put himself into a grave at a certain site or something like that. Nothing crazy happened on the show, but it was one of those things where you watched it. Yeah. Because it was crazy. Because you were waiting for it. But yeah, that was a fear. Okay. Probably 2000 and probably 2000 2001 i want to say mm-hmm. i was still in high school that was like th- that's kind of like what this was okay i got you i got you was remind- fear now it does sound familiar now that i think about it i, I probably did watch that a couple it's times god smack voodoo song as the theme song you just hear the mm. breezing breezing but yeah, you had to like get to do a certain task and it'd be like, go do this. 
and it would tell you the background story to make it kind of like scary like people got murdered in this prison and then right and then they would have to go there and they had like the special sound effects going on in the background and to to like to try to spook the contestants and whatnot i don't think there was any sound effects but it was just like they were being in an empty room and there was a camera facing them and they were like this big camera rig because it's like early 2000s. So it's nothing mm-hmm. like GoPros or anything now. And they wear this camera rig and there would be a camera facing them. And then on the rig would be a camera facing out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you could see their face through everything. And they're like, okay, here we go. Got to do this. And then they get to the task and then you just watch them freak out or they'd leave the task early and then they want to get the money. It was kind of like a cool oh, version right. of MTV's Next, but with, with scary sights. I got you. I got you. So here, I got I to gotta ask you about one more movie. Um, so uh, when it comes to originality, I think probably the most recent movie be, uh, besides Dead Silence, but uh, the Saw series. Yes. Right? It's like I read like, like, Yeah, we got to talk about Saw. Like, that I mean, the, I, honestly, it's a masterpiece. It's it's kind of a masterpiece what they did with Saw. Like that was such a, a like a foreign concept, where you, man, like the simple simple is like, you're locked in this room, man. How much do you value your own life? Like you you've been a piece, you've been you've been a, like a, a a bad person. Yep. You got caught being a bad person, and now you're basically being put on trial. And you got X amount of time to complete this task if you if you truly value your life. And I'm teaching you a life lesson right now. So you're about to lose your leg, but do you love yourself enough to 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 saw your own ankle off? Yeah, cool. <laughs> or as you get further into the saw series, even some more gruesome stuff. Yeah, uh, especially in the first one with the girl, and she digs through the dude's stomach, even though he's still technically alive and she digs through mm. his stomach to get the key mm. to save herself it, that those are probably the most original original because you could take a guy like jigsaw and i think that's what makes a lot of these like horror movie franchises so good is you gotta have that character like i said and jigsaw was just the unique character instead of going after a bunch of teenagers like all these other guys do you know, he went after like bad people, vigilante, yeah, weird, you know, anti anti hero type stuff where they're trying to figure out who this guy is, where he's at. Mm-hmm. And as you learn in the other movies, he starts to get like the disciples that are trying to like help him out, yep, and everything else. And I remember I watched, I actually watched that overseas and they were like, Hey, you got to check out saw. And I was like, I don't don't like this type of stuff. They're like, no, you got to watch it. And I'm pretty good at figuring out movies, but with saw, I did not see any, did not see any of that coming. Crazy. Dude was like, like the fact when, like when the dude got up, the the body that was there the whole time, he just gets up. I'm like, yo, come on. Like that's one of those things you almost had to give a standing ovation. And after the guy, as, like as as good as it was, guy sawing off his leg and everything. It was even the second one. I don't think I've ever watched any of the other ones, but I watched the second one, and I liked this. I liked the second one where he was, uh, where they're in the where they're in like the fun house. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he's like going through, and 
picking that's what the gas off. right they, they got the gas yeah. going like yeah oh yeah the second one this this is one of those rare rare occasions where the second movie to me was better than the first movie the second saw was to me was better was a better overall movie than the first saw the, and don't get me wrong the first saw is a classic and it, it you know it laid the groundwork and it laid the foundation but that second movie took it to another level for me bro like like this like the 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 tortures the traps that they had in there um cuz they had to get that antidote right yeah and like the one part where the the dude he threw the chicken to like those needles and she had to dig through all those needles to find I'm like oh my gosh that was so gruesome I'm like oh that's so sick that is so sick. Oh, I had to do that. They took the knife and he had the number on the back of his head, on oh, the back yeah. of his neck. So they wouldn't tell him. So he just sliced it off and put it in his pocket. <laughs> that's that's where it gets so sick. Like you said, though, it's like, oh, what would you do? Man. How much are you? How much do you value your life? And it wasn't going after mm-hmm. teenagers, or it didn't have any teenagers in there. Because another one. I think that bagged off a scream and the whole teenage thing was uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. That should just be called uh, we need another version of scream. Yeah. That's all that is. Like I watched that one because that was one of those movies that you watched when I was, was I, I think I was in high school at the time. So obviously you yeah. don't watch it. You don't watch it, but that one wasn't as good, but saw Saw was a, Saw was another level, and I think kept kind of that mainstream horror movie genre alive. Yeah, that's a fact. It it it, it brought it back because horror, it, it, you know, went down that that teen slasher alley. It was every every horror movie was teen slasher, teen slasher, teen slasher, and then all of a sudden you get boom hit with Saw, and it's like, yo, this is not another teen slasher. <laughs> this is this is something unprecedented and sure enough man to this day it still stands the test of time what did you think about freddy versus jason Eh, it was cool it was it was uh it was one of those things where you've taken two iconic horror movie figures and you're trying to combine them in one movie and you basically put them up against each other as like who's the who's the top killer who's the top 80s 80s slasher or 80s killer of all time but um, I felt like it was like more like fan made. Like that would seem like a movie that somebody made and put on YouTube, and like that's something that we can enjoy. Like it was a cool movie, but it was it's not something that I'm like, you know, I got gotta show my kids or I gotta see it again or something like that, you know. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I didn't think it was all that. I didn't think it was totally bad kind of like you did the ending fight scene i thought was kind of cool because he was like when freddie got brought into out of the dream realm obviously Uh just beat the crap out of him but then all of a sudden jason goes into the dream realm and then freddie could beat the crap out of him so i liked how they kind of did the 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 power contrast in there but if you if you were to make if you were to make one which two guys would you like to see go at it Oh, um, man, I mean, that's a good question. Damn, you got to put me on the spot on that one. Let me think about that for 10 seconds. If I, I mean, my, 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 the first, the first answer that kind of popped in my head is, is Jason and Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. 
It's because they're, they're like they're similar killers, right? Like you know, obviously they use different two different type of weapons, but just big ass dudes with white mask on, and they're just menacing as hell, and they just they 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 walk you down like none of no nobody runs. They just got these super magic powers where you know you could be running full sprint for thirty seconds. You look back for two seconds, and you look in front of you. They're right in front of you. Like they both got that magic power right there. So. I mean, that would probably be my my number one choice. I would say Jason and uh, Michael Myers. Um, as a like a little one, like one from my childhood that we always talked about would be uh, Chucky and the Leprechaun. <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just two little guys out there duking it out, <laughs> trying to try to you know determine who's the best killer and whatnot. That would be another one I would say. So I probably said those would be my two. How about yours? I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what you would say. I was actually thinking Michael Myers and Chucky. Really? Because I would think it's a very good contrast. And okay. I think what what kind of made Freddy versus Jason work is because Jason doesn't talk, and then Michael Myers he doesn't talk, mm. but Chucky's real quick with the one liners. And I think right, you, right. I think you need the one liners. And he's so tiny and everything else, so he get like thrown around, and all of a sudden he could like hide somewhere, jump on Michael Myers' back, start trying to stab him or something. Of okay, okay, I see you going with that. I'm going a little horror comedic, a little bit in there, yeah. in a way, because I want to. I, I like the I like the horror one liners. That is a good. And that's the thing that Chucky did provide as well. It wasn't just like just kill, kill, kill. There's a lot of comedy in those movies where you you, know, you look at it, and you just start dying laughing at some random stuff that happens. So that would be a good combination right there. I like what your head at on that one there, because yeah, you would definitely have the the char- the the charisma coming from Chucky, and you still got the menacing presence coming from Michael Myers himself. So yeah, that, I like that. I like that I a just, lot. I just don't know how you would put the story together. That's that's the only thing. Freddy versus Jason, there was a little bit more, there was a buildup to that where yeah, I, I don't, I'd like to see him go at it, but I don't know how you could mix it in where it would be a good story, like you said, because you need, you need the story. Right. You, that's the ultimately what you need out of everything. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what really makes a good horror movie, man. Like, if you got a good story, um, and then you can end it. You, know, you got a good ending. Like, you know, you got yourself a decent horror movie. Like the, the gore and the killing and everything like that, that to me, that comes second. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make up a lot of ground with the way that people die and like the type of weapons that's being used and things of that nature there. But um, like if it ain't, if you don't have like a good concept, if you don't get like a, a good beginning, middle and end, then like you, you lose me. You lose, you lose a lot of your audience. Um. Let me ask you this. Did you uh what's your most underrated scary scary movie of all time? That you know, never really got like a lot of clout, never really got like a lot of um Hollywood uh airtime per se or commercial time and whatnot, but you know, is this one of those movies where you like you can go back and watch it and be like, man, this was a really good movie. One that I watched recent well, but not like recently, recently is The Strangers was a weird one. As an adult, mm. the the strangers was a weird one, and one that I don't think gets a doesn't get enough sometimes of a horror movie vibe from when I was a kid, or like I said, scary movie vibe. The two are Beetlejuice is weird, 
Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice can be a little weird. And then Gremlins. That one, the, the original Gremlins, Gremlins 2 is very tame compared to the first Gremlins. And that was probably mm-hmm. the first, if you could put it, if people put it into that category, the first horror movie that I watched as a kid all the way through because of Gizmo, but it's that ending scene when the light comes and they start melting and it gets real nasty. And then I watch Gremlins 2 and I'm like, Gremlins 2 is completely tame. But I would have yeah. Gremlins, even though it does, but it's not, I don't think it's looked in that horror aspect. But if you show it to a kid, it, it might be a little weird for them. But as an adult, the strangers, just that whole feeling of being trapped somewhere and these people are hunting you down and there's nothing that you could do about it that's kind of where that gets me as an adult and then gremlins as a kid you know kind of like you with your my buddy doll where some little weird thing does come try to attack <laughs> come try to attack me and everything yeah. So that's and it's just like them, them little guys, man. They can hide under your bed and stuff like that. Is that you know? Like ah, nah, that that always got me. Yeah, because here's here's Gizmo. He's this cute little Mogwai thing, and all of a sudden you get him wet, or you feed him after midnight. I forgot what the other one was, and all of a sudden these little balls come popping out, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. those turn into more Mogwais, but then all of a sudden they turn into these these gremlins and totally take over a town and they're scratching people up, electrocuting people, hands and blenders. And it, it just, it was one of those things where I think it's a, I think it's an underrated like horror movie. Like, yeah. As a kid growing up in the eighties, you talk about it as just a movie. Yeah. Very underrated horror movie for when I was growing up. Okay. What, okay, what, are you, uh, what are your mine's mine's is um I don't know if you ever seen it, but it's uh it was see no evil. Have you ever seen that where where uh Kane was the killer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I just recently thought about that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but as I was kind of thinking about it, you know, while I asked the question, I was like, dang, that movie was really good. I've probably seen it like twice in my life, but I just like from the two times that I've seen it, I remember like, yo, this movie kind of like it kind of got to me a little bit. I'm like, Kane is like, he's he's the perfect perfect figure to be a killer. Like, he he finally took the mask off. He had, like, the menacing look already in wrestling. And then they just, you know, made him a little grittier and dirty in the movie. And then they just let him have at it. He was perfect, man. Like, shout out to Kane. Yeah, because there was kind of before, like, the whole kayfabe thing died. So when you saw... And they're like Kane is in a horror movie. You're definitely yeah, like, yeah. That 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 works out good. That works mm-hmm. out real good for that. He nailed it. He he freaking <laughs> nailed it, man. I I forgot all about that one too. Shout yeah. out to Kane. See no evil. Mayor of Knox. What is it? Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. One eighty. He's that is crazy. You got anything else you want to talk about or? Um, no, nah, man, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, you know, we, I think we, we, we kind of went all, all over the place on this one, huh? Talk yeah, about we, old movies, new movies, I think that's what classics, remakes. Yeah, man. This is, this is my style right here, man. Okay. okay. Talk about classics. 
the universal monsters. So you got Dracula. Um, what else is there? The Wolf the mummy. Man, mummy, uh, Invisible Man, uh, the creature from the Blue Lagoon or Black Frankenstein. Lagoon. Frankenstein. So those are the classics. Talking about classics, those are the yeah. classic. Who is your favorite out of those classics? Whew. Hmm. I mean, it's probably Dracula. It's probably all right. So when it comes to like these classic type of movies, like anytime, any, any, anytime you bring up a movie or a TV series where it's zombies, okay. I'm all in. Like I love zombies. I love, I love zombies. I love the different styles of zombies. Um, I like like the Dawn of the Dead, like those style of zombies. I like the Resident Evil style of zombies. I like the Walking Dead style of zombies. Like I like all different types of zombies. So I would say, if like, would you list them in, in the in the type of classic as well, zombies? I think so, because you got like you said, Night of the Living Dead is kind of like the quintessential like first probably like whacked out horror movie outside of the that genre of Dracula and everything else. Yeah. Okay. So I would say like zombie movies, those would probably be number one, like my my favorite classic characters. Then I would probably go Dracula. Then I would probably go I'll probably go Wolfman. I'll probably go Wolfman after that. Um and they probably in that order there. You know, and it's kind of funny. Me and my girl, we just tried watching uh an old Dracula movie that had um um uh I think his name is Chris Lee. Christopher Lee, uh, the dude that started in Lord of the Rings that passed away. Um, but yeah, he he was playing Dracula. The name of the movie is Dracula Has Risen from the Dead. It came out in like 1959 or 69. And we sit there trying to watch this movie. And I'm like, man, this is, it was hard to get into. It's like, we, we didn't even finish it. But it's kind of crazy to see like, yo, this is what people were terrified of back then. <laughs> like this was, this was like a, the quintessential horror movie back in 1959 i'm sitting there watching it like oh this is this is hilarious but uh anyway i digress how about yourself man how are you ranking your classic uh villains your classic um halloween entities probably dracula uh then that frankenstein and then you, you know the wolfman but it's funny that you brought up like like way class like that is there's a silent film and if you can sit through it and find it, like it's silent. So it's like, you'll see guys mouth moves and there's nothing. Yeah. And then you got to read it. And okay. Those, some of them are really good. If you ever watch any of the old Charlie Chaplin ones, when he, mm. he plays the tramp, those are pretty good. And this one I found from uh, the Cinemassacre YouTube channel. Cause they do monster madness. Because the guy that plays the angry video game nerd, James Rolfe, is like huge into, you know, monster movies and horror and stuff of that nature. And he talked about this one. It was called The Cabinet of Dr. Moriarty, where if you could sit down and read the subtitles, when he explained the story, or even just go look it up, like the story, the story is so good, especially considering a time where it was like 1919 or 1920, and it was made in like the story is just so crazy that they could think of this story and you're like, wow, if some filmmaker, this, some filmmaker today had to find this before 
and get so much inspiration out of it, just the way that it plays out throughout the whole entire mm. movie. But that one was always kind of mind blowing to me for older ones. Okay. Yeah, them older movies is something else, man. It's, it's something <laughs> else, like sitting through like a like a black and white movie or something that came out in the fifties or sixties or something like that. Like it's it's crazy. It's a crazy. It's it's like also I was I watched the um I was just going through like just watching different trailers of old movies. I watched the trailer of the Mummy, and it's kind of crazy to see how they like they did do they do trailers. Like you know, it's just like this dramatic the Mummy, and then he's like, evil. He's he's dangerous, and he's coming. To re- to extract revenge. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, they, they don't this do, is beautiful. They don't do trailers like that. Even when I was, they kid, don't. They would do the the voiceover trailer like "Get ready." Like I just had. Uh, <laughs> Get <just> ready. Reviewed, <laughs> we just reviewed what was it? Transformers movie from 1986. So you know, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking for the trailer so I could insert it and everything. And that's the way it was. It was like "Get ready for the ultimate adventure" as the uh, Autobots, and then. It, it goes, and then they were like mentioning the names. It was like Judd Nelson as Hot Rod. Yep. <laughs> then he would talk, and Orson Welles as Unicron. And I just don't think they do trailers as good good today as they did back then. Now it's just right. Like, they tell you the story, but there's no there's no flavor flavor hype man to them. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it, it's, it's it's a whole different. You know, it's they're relying on like technology now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like back then, they like the voice, the people, the the voice trailer overdue guy, uh, over the voice guy. He was the one selling it. Like that was the sales pitch. You always had to make sure that you get the perfect person reading that script to sell this movie to have people come see it. It was. It's nothing like it used to be. It's, it ain't, man. I'm sorry. It ain't. What? I'm turning into one of those old guys now. Yeah, you know what? I catch myself doing that a lot more often now. Whereas, like, yeah, you kids just don't know. But I'm like, ah, stop it, stop it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Let them enjoy what they enjoy. I can still enjoy what I enjoy. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything you want to plug or tell the people about? Or man, let's plug Halloween. Okay, like, Leo, listen. Listen, listen, guys, I get it. We've been through a rough couple of years. It's been wild. It's been crazy. Um, but, yo, let's get back to some normalcy, man. Like, like, let's let the kids get dressed up. Bring them out. Like, I get, like, the mall trick-or-treating stuff. Like, I get that. You want your kids to be safe. You want them to be warm. If the weather permits it, if it's, like, decent out, man, send them on out. Um, I know in my house, we buy good candy. Like, we ain't buying the, the, the BS uh, uh, popcorn and candy corn and stuff like that. No, we're going to have Snickers. We're going to have Twix. We're going to have Reese's. So make sure y'all come on out. Make sure y'all send y'all kids trick-or-treating. Um, I want to see some good costumes, man. And let's have a good time this Halloween, man. No BS. Um, you know, if you go into a party, uh, drink responsibly. And let's have just, just good vibes. Let's have, some good, let's have some good vibes for 2021, the end of 2021. That's awesome. I heard you hand out pencils and the toothbrushes. <laughs> I would never be that house. I refuse to ever be that house because I always hated those houses as a kid. So I promised myself I would never, ever, ever do that. All right. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember to check out new episodes of Let's Talk With No Politics OK every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. A bonus episodes every Friday at 7 p.m 
Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. Uh, go check out the Let's Talk But No Politics OK YouTube channel and Facebook page as well. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.